You're listening to the Women for Greatness podcast, episode 48, hosted by Serena Hess. In case you're wondering this random voice in your ear, hello, I'm Serena, and I created this podcast over a year ago in the hopes and effort to find what separates the normal from the great. I want to understand why some women seem to have it all together, how they're able to manage to start their business, how they're able to pursue their careers and just live a full and vibrant life. And so in this podcast, I dive into the secrets, the habits, routines, rituals, the stories behind what makes a great woman. So I hope you've enjoyed these episodes. This is episode 48. And in this episode, I want to introduce a really special guest. So her name is Kayla Irene and she's of Kayla Irene Photography. And I met Kayla earlier this year, just from Instagram. Instagram is the hub of connections. And in this episode, we're going to talk about how do you stay creative? How do you keep that spark? We're going to learn about how Kayla found photography. It's kind of a windy journey and why it means so much to her specifically. The story behind it is so powerful. This episode is real and raw and it's really inspiring. One of the things that I love about Kayla, and I mentioned this later, but she is obsessed with what she does. She's obsessed with getting better, obsessed with improving, and she just wants to create the best possible product. So I hope while you're listening to this, you feel inspired to create inspired to get better, inspired to pursue your passion because Kayla radiates that with photography. Hey, real quick, I just want to talk about the confidence course. The confidence course is a six week online e-course and you guys, it is finally out into the world. I know I've been telling you, keep your eyes open, just wait for it. Now's the time it is out into the world. You can DM me on Instagram to figure out how you can get inside of this course because, oh my goodness gracious, there's so many nuggets of wisdom inside. We talk about things from your beliefs to your friendships, your habits, and overall, it just teaches you and equips you how to be a confident woman, how to stop doubting yourself, how to implement and create goals that you'll actually follow through on and how to stop giving up on yourself. Because I know I've done that a time or two and it's not the best feeling. So the confidence course is out. So send me a DM on Instagram if you want inside. It's just at Serena Hess or at Women for Greatness podcast. So whatever's easier, just slide into my DMs and we will get you inside the confidence course. Hey, have you ever felt uncomfortable in front of the camera? Like you don't know what to do with your hands, you don't know what you're doing, is your smile weird, all that stuff? Yeah. I have felt that way too. And lucky for you, Kayla, the girl we're interviewing today, she's actually a photographer and she created something completely free for you. She created an online PDF guide and it's eight tips or eight secrets to looking better in photos. So all you have to do to get your hands on this free guide is go to the show notes, check out that blog post and click get me my guide and you will have the access to the free guide to looking better in photos. So honestly, I don't know what you're waiting for, I would get my hands on that guide if I were you. (laughs) So today I have a special guest and friend, Miss Kayla. How are you today? I am great. How are you? Good. Um, So who is Kayla? What's your story? And what do you, like, what do you do with your spare time? (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm Kayla Irene Photography. I run my own business, my own photography business. Um, I started about a year ago. Um, my story is 
really crazy and kind of like, (laughs) (laughs) how did this happen? Um, A friend of mine was getting married. They were having a super small backyard wedding, and they um, knew I had like a little camera. I had a Nikon D3300, I think, just a really small, like, it's a DSLR, so you can switch up your lenses, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't anything crazy. Um, And they were like, hey, we know you have a camera. Can you please come and just take some photos for us? Nothing crazy. We just want to, like, capture the day. And I yep. was like, yes, absolutely. I would love that. Were you scared? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I was so nervous. I actually did so much research before the wedding day. And then I also went and picked up a <laughs> Nifty 50. or okay. the, um, It was a Nikon 50 millimeter 1.8. They're, like, $100, I think, at Best Buy or something. It was the day before the wedding. And I went and picked up the Nifty 50 because I was like, I need something other than this 18 to 55 like kit lens that came with my camera. So I'm so glad I did that because it made the pictures just like a little more better. <laughs> <laughs> so the day of the wedding, I got there and I did pictures of them getting ready and detail shots and ceremony, everything. And they were horrible. The pictures? <laughs> yes, they were not good at all. I tried editing them and they were oversaturated and I just didn't know what I was doing yeah. at all. But it was just for fun. While I was there, everybody was asking me, oh, do you do this? Like, is this what you do? Do you, like, take photos on the side? And I was like, actually, no. Like, I don't do this at all. And they're like, you should. Like, you've been talking to everybody and getting good pictures. Like, these look awesome. You should do this. And I was like, okay, sure, you know. Yeah, okay, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so after that, I asked my niece, I think, She's a teenager, so of course she was like, yes, I'd love to take pictures. I went and took her out, and we just did some, like, fun Mm -hmm. pictures in the field, you know, and I loved that, and I was editing those, and it just kept getting, like, better and better. I would ask my best friend and my Mm -hmm. sisters and whoever I could get in front of my camera, I was like, let's go take pictures, and they were like, okay. (laughs) So I did that for a while, and I think that I can't even remember who... My first actual client was, I guess, like, mm-hmm. after the wedding, who booked me, but somebody did. Someone crazy <laughs> saw that I was taking Someone pictures. Someone paid you money. <laughs> and they actually <laughs> paid me real-life dollars to take their photos. And Zach, my boyfriend, knew that things were going to, like, start picking up. I was getting a lot of people interested and, in, mm-hmm. like, talking to me and following an Instagram and all of this crazy stuff. <clears throat> and so he actually bought me a Canon 5D Mark IV, like, crazy expensive camera, and he Mm -hmm. was like, if you're going to start charging people for this, you need to be, like, producing quality work. You can't just go out and take pictures and edit them and then deliver something that people are paying you for that you don't even love. Like, if you're not even in love with them, like, you really need to put in the work. You need to understand what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Learn how to shoot in manual. Like he just no, pushed figure me. out what you're doing, kid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he pushed me so crazy hard to make sure that I was producing quality work. So we, I YouTubed everything, and yeah, it just started. Mm-hmm. And people started booking me. I started my business Instagram, which is just Nikki Lyden Photography. I started that, and it took off. And now. It's been about a year and a half since I that first wedding, like mm-hmm. the first thing that really threw me into it, and I have 12 weddings booked for this next year, Woo-hoo! and it's just so crazy, so, so crazy. That's me. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. Okay, so um, what jobs have you had leading up to this oh current? 
Because <laughs> you, like, you have your photography, mm-hmm. but you also have a full-time job as well, Correct. which takes up a lot of time. Yes. But what previous roles have you had? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so I'm 23. I'll be 24 in November. Started working when I was 16. I got a job at In-N-Out on Panama Lane. <laughs> and I worked there for, I would say, about eight months. And then I actually graduated high school early. Mm. Instead of graduating in June, I graduated in December. And I moved to Orange County with my grandma and went to college there and worked at the In-N-Out across the street from UC Irvine. Okay. Or, yeah, or no, wait. Yeah, UC Irvine, I think. UCI. So, yeah, I worked there. So, for a total, I worked at In-N-Out for, like, a year and a half to two years. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. <laughs> best food, best service, <laughs> best coworkers. They're awesome. After that, I left, and I went to work for my dad. My dad owns a trucking company, and he needed some help in the office just doing, like, accounts receivables and invoicing, so I went and did that for about a year, but I was, I think, 19, Mm -hmm. and I was like, I don't want to work for my dad. I'm better than that, you know? (laughs) Not better than that. That's the wrong word, but I think I just felt like I didn't want to live off of my dad Mm -hmm. and that's how I felt and so I got a job at Europro or Europhoria okay I didn't know that (laughs) and I worked at Eurobabe yep (laughs) OG Eurobabe (laughs) I worked in their corporate office for about a year doing accounts receivables the same thing that I was doing at my dad's office and like reconciliations all kinds of good stuff and then I left there Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I went to work at I think an accounting firm was next, and I did, like, just front desk, helping with taxes and <laughs> filing people's taxes. It was just, you know, really fun. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> after that, <laughs> I went to work at a place called, or we're not going to name this place. Okay. Okay, but I worked at a- The secret place. <laughs> <laughs> I worked- she went to work at the secret place. <laughs> I went to work at a um, food distribution company. They were the middlemen between the schools and the food, like, manufacturers, if that makes any sense, Mm -hmm. kind of hard to explain. And I was their girl. I did everything and anything they needed me to do. Yeah, that was really fun. It was pretty pretty intense, but awesome. And then I left there. Mm And I went to work for an insurance agency, yeah. and I actually, for State Farm, for an, an agent who works for State Farm, and I got licensed in property, casualty, life, and health. Yeah. So I got licensed in insurance, and I worked for them for a while. I started as just service and, like, taking care of other people's policies, fixing anything that needed fixing, all of that really fun stuff, and then... I started working more towards the sales side mm-hmm. and um, hated it. <laughs> I'm not a very good seller. And yeah, so stopped working there. <laughs> I'm sensing a trend. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm back at my full-time job at my dad's. So I've came full circle. And <laughs> so I'm sorry, when did you become a 50-year-old woman hopping between so many jobs? <laughs> Everyone's told me my whole life I'm an old soul, so maybe that's where it, like, came into play. I don't know, but... So, how old were you from all the jobs? So, is that from, like, 16 or 17 Mm -hmm. all the way up until now? Well, yeah, so I've been at my dad's this year for two years, so 
21. Between 16 and 21. 16 and 21 was yeah. all those jobs. Dang. Mm-hmm. Dang, Cheryl. <laughs> no. <laughs> so when you were hopping between so many different things, were you kind of like, yo, like what? Like what do I want what to am I doing? do? Yes. And then after so many changes, was it like, okay, now I really don't know. Like what was yeah. that like for you? Yeah, it was definitely – I mean, you can tell there's no trend in what I was doing. Yeah, I it was mean, all very different. Yeah, accounts receivables was like the main trend, quote, quote, but it was all over the place, and I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who I was. I knew nothing. All I knew was that I had bills that needed to be paid, <laughs> and I had to have a job. You know, mm-hmm. I've worked. My dad really, like, ingrained at me and my sister our whole lives that, like, hard work is what what gets you places you know mm-hmm. it's not just the luck of the draw it's not just having things handed to you you work for what you have and he's worked his whole life for mm-hmm. for as long as you know he can remember and we knew that so I would hate to disappoint him <laughs> so I definitely think that was a trend for me I just knew I needed to work and I needed to make money and it felt really scary you know constantly being like oh I hate my job. Oh, I don't want to be doing this anymore. Oh, I'm so tired of this, you know? It's like at some point, something's got to give. Mm-hmm. And so, like, something needed to click in me to tell me, like, this is where you're supposed to be. This is what you're supposed to be doing. And I hadn't, I hadn't found that, you mm-hmm. know? I do love working for my dad. Um, I don't live at home, so I feel like I don't get a chance to really see him otherwise like outside of work Mm -hmm. so working with him day to day I see him every single day almost and that's really really cool and we work well together and he can tell me hey go do this and I do it you know Mm -hmm. but yeah so I love working with my dad and I think that like I said I came full circle I'm back there I'm happy I love what I do I'm good at what I do but yeah it's it's definitely scary going through all of those changes and everyone's looking at you like, oh, here's Kayla changing her job again. <laughs> there like, she goes. What are you doing these days, Kayla? I'm like, well, you see, since I last saw you, I've had three different jobs. You know? Yeah. It was um, definitely terrifying, for sure. But mm-hmm. I found what I'm supposed to be doing right now. Yeah. I, I think that for a long time, so many people thought this would just be another job. The photography. Yeah, photography would just be something that I would pick up and put down and pick up and put down. But... I think that ever since I can remember, I was always the one taking the pictures. Mm-hmm. I was always the one picking up the camera and walking around at family events or whatever it was. So, yeah, I think that it's been ingrained in me for a long time, but I never really found it until now. Yeah, yeah. Um, How did you know? Like, when did you know after going through so many different, oh, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm do-, Like, when did you actually go, oh, this will stick? Me. Yeah, I think that I really knew when I was spending every free moment I had on YouTube and behind my laptop just perfecting my editing, Mm -hmm. learning new techniques, looking into how to make people feel more comfortable. I was really investing in myself. Mm -hmm. Nobody was asking me to do it. Nobody was telling me I needed to do it. I was just doing it because it's what I was really thoroughly enjoying. Mm -hmm. And of course, I thought that maybe it would burn out. I thought that maybe I would get tired of it and jump to something else, but I haven't. Yeah, you're still going. (laughs) I'm still going strong. (laughs) And I feel like at the point where I'm at now, there's not really a worry of me putting it down because so many people are depending on me in a way, like 
because I'm, I mean, I'm booked out until May of next year at this point, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, I can't, even if I wanted to, I don't want to at all. (laughs) I don't want to stop at all. I love what I'm doing. But even if I wanted to, they are my push to not. Mm -hmm. They are my push to, okay, I'm doing something I'm supposed to be doing because if not, I wouldn't be getting booked. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like that was kind of a click for me also. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we first got connected on Instagram. Instagram is the hub for all these random friendships. Always. (laughs) Yeah. And you were like, hey, um, I want to do a photo shoot. Like, let's do a photo shoot together, blah, 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 whatever. And I was like okay, I have no idea who this girl is, but she seems really nice. What I always try to do for photographers is I go to their tagged photos and I try to see what they look like so I feel comfortable. And I don't know how if it was on the tagged or what, but I figured out what she looked like. And I was like, okay, she looks really sweet. She looks, okay, this will be good. So we met up and it was like in a dirt field in the middle of no, it was like, you know, nice field for photos. And I had a red dress and we had an old truck and um, we did our photo shoot and you went my first impressions of you super sweet gentle you made me feel comfortable just very nice and so you were like one of the things that stuck out about you to me is that you were like really excited <laughs> you're like yeah make sure I got there okay and then that night you were you're one of the only photographers that has done this for me. You'd like sent the photos right away because you were so excited and editing them. And you're like, oh, I just, I want to edit them right now. And you sent them my way. And I was like, oh my gosh, like <laughs> I was really happy. I was dang, because a lot of photographers don't do that. And I think one of the things that stands out the most, the most, the most, I know I just said that, but the thing that I admire the most about you is that um, you really enjoy what you're doing. And you get better at what you're doing because your style from when we did that photo shoot to now is totally different, not in a bad way. It's just different. But I really admired like all throughout, like you have a full-time job, you have a boyfriend, you have a home to take care of, you have a life, Mm -hmm. but yet you still love this so much and you're constantly improving. And I always see you on Instagram and you're on stories like editing tonight and it's like midnight, you know, so can you speak on that about the the art of improving yourself and just loving it? Just can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. My style one hundred percent has changed. Totally. <laughs> and I think that that's kind of a blessing in disguise because I never want to just keep things stagnant. Mm-hmm. I don't. I do want to hone in on who I am as a photographer and what I love and if people book me based off of what they see on Instagram and Facebook mm-hmm. and Pinterest. You know, that's that's how you get booked. It's not just oh, I heard this girl's awesome. Yeah. You know, you have to also put in the work to have great photos. Mm-hmm. I forgot to answer this question in the very beginning. You said what I'm doing in my spare time. Mm-hmm. That is what I'm doing. My spare time. My spare time is editing or, you know, doing research or contracts or invoices. And I don't think that that's what most people would say they're doing in their spare time because yeah. it's a job and that's, you know, you're still working on your craft. But that's what I did and that's what I am doing still. I watch YouTube as I edit and I really try to always be improving myself, always be improving the way I communicate with people. And mm-hmm. I think that being busy is challenging. I think being busy can really burn you out and get you super tired if you don't take care of yourself in the right ways mm-hmm. and make sure you're getting enough sleep and really try to just like prioritize, you know, that there has to be a priority list. It has to be you and your relationships. And then it has to be your work. And mm-hmm. then it needs to be like 
like for me it's probably please Harry strip your butt you know like mm-hmm. now to my words so there has to be a list and if you let that list get too skewed you get burned out and you get tired and you get grumpy and you don't get excited about your day I still to this day <laughs> spend same day sneak peeks because it's I, so fun I can't wait I cannot <laughs> wait I shoot until 8 30 at night and I get home probably don't even eat dinner yet at 8 30 at night I haven't even eaten dinner but I go and I upload my photos and I edit you know sometimes it's 10 sometimes it's 30 just depending on like how crazy of a day it was mm-hmm. and I send sneak peeks to my clients if I don't do it that same day for some crazy reason it's the next morning I'm still so excited about the work that I'm creating. I'm still so excited about the memories that I'm capturing and the moments that I get to be a part of. I'm still so excited about all the people I get to meet and the relationships that I get to build, just like buying yours off of Instagram. Mm -hmm. I truly do consider you a friend, regardless of if it's in person or not. If someone lives across the United States or in the same city, like... If you're able to talk to somebody or have a conversation and connect with somebody on mm-hmm. a level other than just, oh, great photo. Oh, yeah. that looks great. Oh, let me double tap that. Nice work. <laughs> nice work. You know, heart, heart, heart. Yeah. If you're able to connect with someone on a deeper level than just that, I I do consider you a friend. And when people mm-hmm. get in front of my camera, they're connecting with me. They have to put themselves out there. They have to become vulnerable and, you know, really understand that I'm there to capture their moment. Like, it has nothing to do with me. I can pose you all day long, mm-hmm. but I want you guys to feel like yourself, you know? Yeah. Sorry, I'm going off. No, you're good. you're good. <laughs> I definitely do think, though, that being excited about your work can translate into improvement. Mm-hmm. If you become stagnant and if you become complacent in your work, you're never going to grow. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge thing for me is just being excited, loving what I'm doing, and making sure my clients know how excited I am about what I'm doing, you know? Yeah, if yeah. I, if I'm like, oh, hey, <laughs> <laughs> nice to see you <laughs> again. <laughs> you here's, here's your photo three weeks later. Sorry. Like, <laughs> so, you know, if I'm doing that, then they're not going to be excited about it either. But if I'm yeah. sending them, you know, 30 photos the same day, they're like, oh, my God. This I is all bad. <laughs> I cannot wait to see these. So, yeah, I think that being busy is is crazy, mm-hmm. but it's also a blessing. Like, yeah. 100%. Yeah. So, you're walking towards my next question, but before we get there, mm-hmm. what you were just talking about made me think about something else. So, okay. we're going to go that way real quick and then <laughs> pull back the other way. You were talking about, like, the different things, uh, like your house, your relationships. How do we, like, can we talk about how we walk the line, the very fine line between getting really, really excited about our work and working on our work and staying up late, but also not getting burnt out on our, and not like avoiding our family or not burrow, like burrowing ourselves in work. Like what, how do we do this like fine line or how have you done it? And where, what have you seen worked for Uh, yourself? Absolutely. Man, that's a tough one. It is such a fine line because so easily you can just, like you said, bury yourself. You can become a hermit (laughs) and stay in your little nook in your office and just edit until I do it all the time honestly and that's just me being completely honest I do do that all the time but here lately uh more recently I've really started scheduling days Mm -hmm. like literally going into my calendar and putting like no 
do not book or down day or whatever, even if it's just on a weeknight, because mm-hmm. right now I'm shooting weeknights as well because I'm with Young Soul, but I'm specifically scheduling myself days off to just hang out with family or mm-hmm. do my laundry, you know, anything that needs to be done that I've been putting off, laying in bed and watching movies all day, like anything it is, going for a hike with my, fa- like literally anything it is, I yeah. just schedule myself days to make sure that it happens. Something I've found really, really, really difficult with this new season of my life that I'm not used to, I was never used to do anything. I used to get up, go to work, come home, go to bed, get up, go to work. And then when something was happening, I was free. Yeah. I didn't have a life. So yeah. I'm like, sure, let's do it. Right? <laughs> I'm available. <laughs> I'm available always. So something I've been really struggling with is my family. They are terrible planners. I love you guys. I know you're all going to listen to this. I love you guys so much. But they're terrible planners. It's always last minute. It's always, hey, in two weeks, we're going to go to the river. Do you want to go? And I'm like, I can't. I've got three I've got a wedding. Yeah, or a wedding or whatever it is. I'm like, I can't, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's been something I've been really struggling with. So what I'm doing specifically with my family is telling them, hey, I have this weekend available. Do you guys want to do something? Mm-hmm. Or, hey, I know your birthday's not until October, but what are you planning on doing for your birthday? <laughs> Let's talk about know. it. Can we talk about this? I think I'm building good habits in them also to just plan ahead mm-hmm. a little bit, but... Yeah, it's it's definitely a fine line. I've found myself burrowed about probably at the beginning of the year. Spring was really crazy, but I was able to set aside enough time for myself. But during Christmas time, it, I hadn't even been doing this a year yet, and I had so many Christmas minis, and mm-hmm. it was Christmas time. That's when you're supposed to be spending time yep. with your family, mm-hmm. and I just wasn't. And it really bummed me out, and I found myself like, stuck in my cave editing all day and eyes wide open and mm-hmm. black from not sleeping and I was like why am I doing this to myself so yeah I think that's when I've decided to start slowly transitioning into you know less time in my office <laughs> and more time with family but I also think that processes can really help with that as well mm-hmm. um, and if systems you have, if, you have, if you have good systems and good processes which I don't. I, I definitely You're learning, though. Exactly, exactly. I definitely don't think that I've got it all figured out, but I'm getting better <laughs> about mm-hmm. my processes and my systems, and that definitely helps with less time on my phone and less time in my office and less time shooting, you know? Yeah. So I feel like that's kind of where I'm at with all of that, but mm-hmm. it's always a learning experience. So yeah, always. I love what you're talking about, though, with taking initiative mm-hmm. with family, too, because yeah. it's easy to be like, oh, well, they always are, you know, it's not <laughs> always happening. How, But you're like, no, I can take initiative and yeah. be like, hey, like, do you want to do something? Where yeah. where it's like you're not waiting for something to happen. Nope. It's like, okay, if, if I have a problem, I'm going to do something about it. Yep. So that's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I know. I yeah. found it was becoming a problem, mm-hmm. and I was like, that's my family is so important to me, and I know that's everyone says that, but my family is really so important to me, and so I hated it. I hated I went weeks without talking to my mom, and mm-hmm. I'm like, what the heck is going on here, you know? I definitely have been just trying to 
makes it done. Yeah, Definitely. yeah. I think for me, because I've really struggled with that too. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm on a roll on a project and I just want to stay in my room and I just want my door to stay shut mm-hmm. and I do not want any <laughs> interruptions and I, I don't have any pets and I don't have any kids. I just have a husband. So when he creaks his head in the door, I'm like, get out of my <laughs> And sometimes I feel bad. He just wants to say hi, but I'm trying to focus right. or I'm in the middle of focus or yep. I know just from working at home, even like having dishes or having laundry and it's like starting to pile up and mm-hmm. it's I just go oh, you know I just went and it sometimes like when you're really just trying to get the work done and all of this stuff is like piling up it and the same I felt as you where I have two little brothers and two sisters yeah. and so I'll be like oh I haven't seen my siblings in like two months you oh, know or or like yeah. a month and it's I think definitely there is a fine line to walk between understanding okay I work, but I also have a life, and it's okay to have balance, Mm -hmm. and it's okay. I think it looks different for everybody, you know, but I think we're all just kind of in the middle of figuring out our different systems, but I totally relate with you because it's hard when you you enjoy what you're doing. doing. You get really focused. And especially when you only have so much time to be doing what you're doing. When I have to cram everything that I do love to do into a – two or three hour window every day it's mm-hmm. it's crazy we need to get this done <laughs> yeah. don't talk to me <laughs> it's hard poor Zach he's the same he's way. like <laughs> okay <laughs> I'm like I'm sorry sorry I'm honey <laughs> <laughs> okay oh, we'll move forward a little with photography for you like it's more than just capturing for clients it's more than just like taking photos snap I'm done like mm-hmm. it actually has meaning and depth to mm-hmm. you and can you elaborate on why photography is so important to you personally yes so everybody's why is different in what they do everybody's everybody does something whether they wake up and go to work whether they're a killer stay-at-home mom like whatever it is that somebody is doing there's always a why behind it always and my why for photography is really special to me my mom actually so earlier I said my mom um, Joyce is my stepmom. She's been in my life since I was like seven years old. And I've never called her my stepmom because we don't like labels in my family. <laughs> so I've called my stepmom my mom my whole life pretty much, as long as I've known her. But my mom mom, which is what I call my mom mom, uh, passed away about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, I was, I think I was 13 going on 14. And it happened July 1st, so exactly 10 years ago almost and she was in a really bad car accident and it just happened absolutely out of nowhere there was no warning or anything and it uprooted all of our lives it completely changed I have she had four daughters so me and my little sister and my two older sisters Mm -hmm. and it changed all of our lives overnight but kind of how that relates to photography because I know that doesn't really relate in most people's minds but since then we've accumulated all of the photos that we have of her like ever you know Mm -hmm. and they're very limited there's so few photos she was always taking the photos you know at birthday parties or whatever it is she was doing she was always the one taking them so she wasn't in very many so what that kind of translated into for me as you know as a child because I was a teenager growing Mm -hmm. up and now into my adulthood is I was always taking photos on my phone I would 
always taking photos on my phone. I was that friend that everybody hated because <laughs> I just wanted to take pictures all night long. And they were like, put your phone down. And I was like, no, we need to capture this moment. You know, that was me as a teenager because it was just, I don't think I understood it then. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I even understand it at this point. But what I do know is that I want to be able to take photos for people who would normally be the moms, the moms and the grandmas and the aunts and even the daughters sometimes too, or the sons, whoever, the dads, all of the people who are normally behind the camera. Mm -hmm. I want to take their picture with their family doing what they love, hanging out and really like just interacting because you never know how long you have somebody. Um, You never know what's going to happen. Life is very... Um, short but also like for some people life is long for some people life is short and life is just life I guess but it's very I don't even know the right word like un it's not promised life is never promised tomorrow is never promised and that Mm -hmm. sounds so cliche but it's so true that's a little bit about my why and I feel super passionate about like families and couples and even kids. I I just feel passionate about photography in general because this moment will never happen again. Mm. What we're doing right now and what's happening right now will never happen again. And if you're not comfortable with yourself in front of the camera or if you're not happy with how you look or if you love how you look but you don't have the money or the time, you never will do it. And then when your kids go back to look at pictures of you, that's so morbid. (laughs) It really is, and I hate it. But it's the truth. When you go back to look at pictures um, of your mom or your grandma, you're not going to have any. And it's devastating because Mm -hmm. you don't remember what they look like. Or like you found with, like, video, too. Ben is super into video. And Mm -hmm. I, I totally can understand how the two both correlate with just having that moment of, being able to look back and remember someone as they were, mm-hmm. you know, so it's a little bit about my why, mm-hmm. and it it's heavy, but it's the truth, and I really don't think I understood it until this year. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Coming up on this year for my mom's anniversary, it was 10 years, and in the 10 years that she's been gone, I've learned so much, but the biggest thing that I think I've learned is just that you'll never be able to go back and relive yesterday mm-hmm. you'll never be able to go back and take away something that you did that you said that you wish you didn't say you you only have right now so you might as well just enjoy it and live it and capture it and be able to remember it you know mm-hmm. memories are amazing but pictures are better <laughs> <laughs> and that might just be me being biased but a lot of people say put your phone down just enjoy the moment and I I do 100 percent agree with that put your phones down enjoy each other but also just take one day a year to like capture what you guys are about in that moment your family your couple like you and Ben even just anybody Mm -hmm. anybody yeah I feel like too sometimes my memory is almost selective like Mm -hmm. I have a memory because of a photo or my memory is (laughs) like altered almost based off of a photo you know so I experience it more no absolutely and I have a terrible memory me too terrible (laughs) I have to write everything down or I forget it Mm -hmm. I am the worst so you can probably understand how that 
messes with me too with my mom. I was so young when she passed. 13 isn't young by any means, but my parents had already been divorced, so I was living with my dad and my mom, my and my mom Joyce, <laughs> my stepmom Joyce. So I didn't get to see a lot of my mom. I only got to see her every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Actually, when she passed, she was living out of state, so mm-hmm. I really wasn't able to like super see her. So it had been a long time since I lived with her or anything, and my memory is horrible. And I have like four photos of me and my mom that every year when her anniversary comes around, I post them because they're all I have, yeah. you know. And it's heart wrenching and it's hard, but it's really what like pushes me to where I would never sell anything. Mm-hmm. I don't like to sell people anything. I want them to come to me if they want something. Mm-hmm. But it is what pushes me to make my family take pictures of me, my sister take pictures, you know. It's, yeah. it's important. It's important to make sure that you're taking the time to just remember what you've got going on right now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think it's special, too, being in 2019 now that we do take pictures of so many things. I mean, n- every not everything on social <laughs> media you want to remember. <laughs> All the, I'm thinking of the butt selfies, but... Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, those aren't totally important, but it is really special because further down the road, when you and I are grandmas, mm-hmm. like our grandbabies will be able to look at our life and how it was all documented online. Yep, and I, I, like, there's a lot more people taking photos of themselves and getting photos taken. Mm-hmm. And I feel like now more than ever we have, I mean, we should just be documenting our lives and capturing our lives right. and it's happening now more than ever. Yep. So that um, is cool. The other thing is, is you said that you were stalked if you were to get this episode. I was really deep. <laughs> <laughs> but you said you went back to 2012. And to me, when you said that, that is like, I can't even tell you what I looked like, what I was doing in that. But the fact that you can go back and look at what I looked like and what I was yeah, doing. Yeah, you had some some brown hair. <laughs> you were at high school. You always yeah. had your nails done. Always, always, always. And it's silly things like that that you do get to remember because they're online. But nonetheless, if heaven forbid anything were to happen to me, you guys would be able to go back and see exactly where I was at and what I was doing. Whereas back in the day, you know, back in the day, my mom passed away in 2009. They didn't have that. Cell mm-hmm. phones were barely a thing. Pictures were barely a thing, you know. Digital cameras were the point and shoot. Like, yeah. <laughs> super. Not best. No, that's what everyone <laughs> used, and it's just, we have evolved. Like, I really don't like that word a lot, but we have evolved like crazy mm-hmm. technology-wise. So if we have the option, and it is available to you, like, do it. Just do it. You will not regret having your picture taken. You really won't. Mm-hmm. I don't believe it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. It's a very it's a very deep why, and yeah. it's unique to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, like I said, it's rough. I haven't talked about it a lot just because I don't love the sympathy or I, I just don't want anybody to think that I'm hurt. Well, you're always hurting, but I don't want anybody to think that I'm broken from it mm-hmm. because even – in 2009 when it happened and still today my biggest takeaway from what happened and what I've gone through is that always say you love people when you're getting off the phone Mm -hmm. you know and never never let a moment go by without really truly understanding what you have 
and who you have in your life and mm-hmm. how important those people are to you. And family and friends, I don't care who it is. I don't I don't care if you the male lady that you talk to, like I don't care who it is if somebody mm-hmm. might makes an impact in your life, tell that person and just love them wholeheartedly because you just never know. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's a tough lesson to learn at thirteen. <laughs> and my sister was even younger. She was like twelve or eleven I think mm-hmm. and we were really, really lucky to have our family, our older sisters and our family there with us just to, get, like, get us through it. But mm-hmm. it was it was definitely a lesson learned, mm-hmm. for sure. And it played a lot into who I am today, why I do what I do. Mm-hmm. So I'm always grateful. So. Yeah, yeah, I love that. That's awesome. <clears throat> like we've talked about, we're shifting gears a little bit. <laughs> so like we've talked about... um you have your day job mm-hmm. and it takes a lot of your time. Yep. You have your boyfriend who yep. takes a lot of your time. <laughs> you have dogs. You know, yeah, you're just yeah. Busy gal. So how do you, like your daily life, you wake up, get ready, go to work, come home, either do a photography session, edit photos, and then you stay up late editing and then you wake up the next day and you have to do it all over again. Mm-hmm. So w- how do you get, like the motivation or the endurance or persistence to want to do that mm-hmm. all over again because those are long days yeah sometimes it because I usually wake up about I'll say 5 30 Zach would probably say six <laughs> I would say five Zach would probably say six <laughs> I wake up at like 5 30 or six o'clock every morning get up get ready go to work I work from like 7 30 to 4 30 or 5 usually and then I'll sometimes go home and grab my gear. Right now I go home, grab my gear, get changed into like a comfier outfit, mm-hmm. and then I head out for a shoot, and I'm done about 8, 8.30, home about, I'm probably home about 8.30 right now, or 9. And then edit some sneak peeks, upload all the photos, edit sneak peeks, and then take a shower. I eat in between the two at Sometimes. some point. <laughs> and then, yeah, take a shower and go to bed. I know I have to be at work. It's a non-negotiable. <laughs> it's a non-negotiable for me. I've got to go in. I've got to be there. Everybody counts on me to be there. So it's really important that I get up and I go to work. So that's a really big thing. Just from what I've heard from everybody who is self-employed only, they're solely self-employed, is trying to get up in the morning and take a shower and get ready for the day and not just hang out, mm-hmm. you know, because I feel like it's very easy for people who are self-employed and only live off their own schedule to just be like, oh, it's okay, I'll start at 10.30. Or, oh, it's okay, I'll do it tomorrow, you mm-hmm. know? I don't have that option. My time is, it's very scheduled. It's very limited and it's very <laughs> scheduled. So I feel like my non-negotiable is what gets me up and gets me motivated. I know that regardless of how late I go to bed, I have to wake up and do my work by 7.30, 8, 7.30, 8 o'clock. And I know I have to take, like, I have to shoot. So if I have a photo shoot that night, I can't just say, oh, I'm tired. Sorry, I'll see you guys next week. I've got to be there. So I guess I make myself, I make non-negotiables for myself. My same day sneak peeks are pretty non-negotiable for me too. Just because I'm not super comfortable in front of the camera. I don't love my picture taken at all. (laughs) Ironic. I know. (laughs) You're making us go in front of (laughs) me. I do put myself there sometimes, but it's limited. But yeah, so I feel like when I'm taking somebody's photos, if 
there at all and comfortable. They're going to want to see them and mm-hmm. see what they look like and be excited about getting their final product. So I feel like me taking the time to do those same-day edits really pushes my clients to be even more excited and to say, oh, my gosh, I love these. I can't wait to see the rest. Or, you know, whatever they say. Whatever they say, they say. But usually it's they're excited. So that's kind of a non-negotiable for me too, I guess. And Mm -hmm. I think that the biggest thing that really motivates me is knowing that I'm working towards the goal of becoming Mm full-time. You know, I'm putting in a lot of work right now so that later on it's a sustainable career. I don't want to dive off the deep end into a self-employed only world where I can't make it. Yeah. And so all of the work that I'm putting in, all of the hours that I'm putting in, all the sleep I'm not getting right now (laughs) is so that one day – I can be my own boss, and I can make my own schedule. And if I do want to start at 1030 in the morning, I can. (laughs) Yeah. So I think that that's probably my biggest motivation, Mm -hmm. I would say, is that I know I'm working towards a goal of working for myself, you know, and Mm -hmm. I I am investing in myself. That's another huge thing is all of this time that I'm putting into things. It's not just so that someone can pay me. It's so that I can do what I love on a daily basis. Yeah. So that I can continue to perfect my craft and learn new techniques and put in all the hours so that I can do what I love every single day. Mm-hmm. That's my mo- my motivation for sure. Yeah, I love that. That was a long explanation. No, yeah, it's helpful. <laughs> I think good. maybe for someone else, if they're just listening though, mm-hmm. and they're trying to figure out how to be more consistent in what they're doing, I think – To take from what you said, if they raised the stakes a little bit more, making some Mm non-negotiables, whatever they want to do. If they want to learn how to play piano, maybe they meet with a piano instructor at this time and they have, they pay them money. So it's accountability or like what you're doing, you're meeting with clients. So it's like, I have to be there. there. (laughs) So for anyone who's listening, if you have a thing and you want to do it and you're like, "Ah, I can't, I just can't get myself to do it or I can't find the time. You can find the time. (laughs) You can find the time. Maybe raise the stakes a little bit and make it a little, uh, apply a little more pressure to what you're doing. Because you you have to go to work. You have to take the photos because you already agreed. You have to edit the photos because they paid you. So your stakes are high and it's it's not optional at this point. So it's, it's almost like a no, it's not painful for you. It's a no brainer. It's like, oh yeah, I do this. Yeah. I think at first it was definitely, I don't think it was like a no-brainer but at first it was like do I want to take on this many shoots do I really want to push myself this hard and now I'm to the point where if I'm not booking like I'm booking currently then I would be booking people for three months later no one wants to take a take pictures three months after they decided they want to take pictures you know what I mean yeah so that's why I do book my calendar as crazy busy as I do because I want to get people in I want to like take their pictures make them happy and it is non-negotiable. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to keep pushing people out just because it's not fair to them either. Yeah. So yeah. it is definitely raising the stakes if you're like, this is how many people I want to book this month. This is what I This is what we're doing. Time. Oh, I tell people the turnaround time is way too soon. So then they're like. You're like, ah, I have yeah, to. <laughs> I have to do this. I don't think I've ever been like late on my turnaround time. But it's definitely getting closer to when I'm actually like supposed to be. 
get them done. Mm-hmm. Time. Yeah. <laughs> how do you stay refreshed in a creative way or how do you continue to mix it up in your own way? Hmm. I think one of my favorite pastimes, like actually in my spare time thing to do, is to go back and re-edit old photos. Like, I think I've even re-edited some of the yeah. ones that I did of you. Yeah. Just because what I saw back then, I see so differently now. And being able to go back and look at what I was doing then and what I'm doing now. And do I like what I'm doing now? Do I prefer what I was doing back then? You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's all technical technological stuff like my editing process I love doing that creatively because it puts me there's no deadline nobody's expecting to get these re-edited nobody needs these re-edited I'm simply doing it because I feel like being creative and changing things around I think that Instagram can be a really really amazing tool Mm -hmm. for creativity Mm -hmm. it can be terrifying and people hate it for comparison reasons and yeah. for overwhelmingness and there's so much knowledge on Instagram that people don't even really take advantage of they yeah. really don't however I find Instagram super creatively refreshing as well I never want to copy someone I never want to take someone's idea and do it verbatim for something <laughs> else ever. let me do the exact same thing <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I feel like when people do that it's almost robbery to the person who came up with this brilliant idea, you know? I know that people have similar ideas. Don't get me wrong. I know that if I do something and then someone does something similar, they're not stealing from me. They just loved what I did and they wanted to take it and make it their own or vice versa. If Mm -hmm. I see something that someone else did and I take it and make it my own, I don't think that's robbery. But if you do it exactly the same, it's so easy to be like, so and so did that first that was my idea (laughs) (laughs) but finding creativity from them whether it's in the way the colors look on the photo or how they posed their client or what they said to their client to get them into that position or to make them feel that emotion we talked a little bit before starting about boudoir Mm -hmm. I don't personally shoot boudoir like often or if I do it's just on the side and I don't really post it But getting someone to feel that vulnerable in front of the camera is something I really, really, really want to learn because I feel like you can pose somebody, but if you're not capturing them in their natural element, is it really the photos that those people are going to want or is it just posed to want the photos? So Mm -hmm. it's definitely easy to get in a creative rut and to feel stuck. So that's why I just try to always be learning. Mm-hmm. No, and learning from yep. others. Yep, learning from others, redoing what I've already done <laughs> better, hopefully. <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely draining to feel like you're doing the same thing over and over and over and over. And mm-hmm. that can happen, especially if you're busy. And I do that too. Sorry, I'll just keep talking. No, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm talking about it, I'm like, also, I do this. <laughs> and this. <laughs> One last thing that I do to really help when I'm in a creative rut is I will take, I'll ask for like model calls. Mm. Same thing I did with you. Mm-hmm. You, you you just linked up and I took you out there. You didn't pay me. I mean, you collaborated. Yeah. And we just got pictures done and I got to edit them however I wanted and there was no pressure or expectation. None. You literally had no idea what you were getting. <laughs> Poor thing. Poor Serena. I was like, okay. <laughs> sure. Let's go. I got a red dress. (laughs) Yes, that's perfect. 
expectations. You're able to just be 100% creative mm-hmm. on the entire aspect of the photo shoot. And that's something that I feel a lot of photographers don't want to work for free mm-hmm. because there is so much time and effort and time, literally time. But money for gear and all that stuff, too, there's just so much that goes into it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's hard to say, oh, yeah, we can do that for free, no problem, you know, because you're like, uh, part of your soul is ripping out because you're like, I'm yeah. taking away time that I could be editing. However, it's really good for the soul, for your creative soul yes. to just, you know, take the time and do something for fun. Mm-hmm. It has to be something that's like, fun for you and refreshing Mm -hmm. and it's like your own project because if you're shooting clients or anyone in creative field if you're working with clients Mm -hmm. and they have a certain expectation and that that style is kind of killing your soul it's good to have your own little projects and your own little thing where it's like this is for fun and get the right people on board for that whatever it is you know and just have fun and be creative yourself absolutely yeah absolutely and that's what I try to do, like, at least once a month. Mm-hmm. At least once a month. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always try. And I just want to ask one little question on this because you were one of the founding members to go through my course. And I just kind of wanted to hear, like, a, not it doesn't have to be super long, but just kind of your experience going through the founding member <laughs> for the confidence course. What was that like? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> this course. <laughs> so when you first announced it, I was like, okay, Kiki, when you feel called to do something, you just need to do it. And I don't even remember what week it started, like month-wise. Was that in April or May? I think it was April when the actual course started. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it was April. I think it was April too. I was in my absolute busiest season like to date, and I felt so called to just – apply you know I was just like you know what let's just see what this is about I love Serena obviously so let's <laughs> my just, friend yeah <laughs> so let's just try it you know I've always felt very comfortable with you a lot of times it's easy to feel comfortable like with your friends and your family but then when you get around people who you you know I mean we've known each other less than a year mm-hmm. I think but like I said in the beginning when you just click with someone you click so anyways, you put out your course, I applied, you were like, heck yes, and we we did it. I didn't go in with any expectations at all, because I had never done anything like this, but I knew that with where I was at right then, I needed help. Mm-hmm. Not in the sense of like, oh, you know, I don't know what Woe I'm is me. <laughs> no, not at all. I did not feel like I couldn't make it on my own. However, I knew that with the help that I was being offered in this course, I could grow to a different potential than what I was currently at and work mm-hmm. at a different level than what I was like currently at. So during the course itself, I found it really hard to be on all of the actual calls just mm-hmm. because I was usually shooting or I was at work or whatever the case may be. But I would always go back and rewatch the lives, and it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing to just hear what you're constantly thinking in your head out loud and being addressed, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like you think that you have all of these thoughts. No one else feels this way. It's just me. Woe is me. Literally, like you said, you know, (laughs) but everything that you touched on, I felt my soul in it. 
you said things that I probably have never even said out loud, but I do think, mm-hmm. you know, and it was really eye-opening to me to, one, know that there was four other girls. There was seven total. Seven total. To know that there were so many other girls out there in the same literal community as me that felt the same way. Mm -hmm. There were so many other girls that felt the same way as me in that we all related to what you were saying and how, like more, even more so than to what you were saying, how to combat what we were speaking Mm -hmm. and how to really help. You gave us so many different suggestions about time management and taking time away from your phone and <laughs> everything that you gave us was just very realistic. It wasn't this get confident quick course <laughs> at all, at mm-hmm. all. It was, this is going to take some time, but you guys can really just dig down deep, do a little bit of work and feel better about who you are, where you're at, what you're doing, how you look, all of those things. Mm-hmm. Everyone was in there for different reasons, I think. I mean, I don't really think every, anyone ever said that, but... Everyone was in there for different reasons, but we all came out, I think, with a different mindset on how we felt about ourselves Mm -hmm. and what we were doing, Mm -hmm. specifically for me, what I was doing. Obviously, like I said, I don't love being in front of the camera, so I'm not super confident about myself either, but why I was there specifically was because of feeling less confident in my work and my ethic and what I was doing, Mm -hmm. so... Definitely worth it, 100%. The time we spent on it wasn't crazy either. It wasn't like we had to invest 10 hours a week or anything Mm -hmm. like that at all. It was so reliable and realistic Mm -hmm. and very, a reach an attainable goal, you know, to sit down and just spend that time with yourself once a week. It was easy. Easy peasy. Yeah. 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 Thank you. I just wanted to like touch base on that because I know like I've been talking about it on Instagram and it's like I could talk about it until the the cows come home. But like to have someone else be like, hey, yeah, I I did this and I went through this. And while we did go through it, like you helped me a lot with Mm -hmm. the feedback and being a founding member, you helped me like shape it. So shout out to Kayla. Hello, (laughs) founding member. Yeah, I just wanted to touch on that because I know some people are probably like, okay, like is Serena crazy? She keeps talking about this and I have no idea what this is. No, you're not crazy. (laughs) I feel like it can be hard for people to take the plunge not knowing where the mindset is coming from. That's why I said for some people it was they were in there because of the season of their life that they're in or because Mm of how they're feeling or what they're doing. So many people were in there for so many different reasons. And that's another thing I loved is it all resonated with all of us mm-hmm. on different levels. You know, it was, yeah. it was really, really cool. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad it helped. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So we're going to close it up, wrap it up. Three more. If you could put a message or a quote or something that you live by, something on a billboard in L.A. or somewhere big where everybody sees, what would your billboard say? Okay, so (laughs) my sister lives in Texas, okay, and I'm always there all the time because we have babies and I'm an auntie, the best aunt ever, but (laughs) their billboards in Texas always have really funny sayings on them or like sweet or cute. Whereas ours says, like, buckle up or get a ticket. Theirs are like, hook them horns because they love. Anyways. So (laughs) I think something cute also would just say, like, call someone and tell them you love them today. Mm -hmm. So that would probably be what it would say is, like, call blank 
and tell them that you love them and then it's okay to go in the bed mm-hmm. because someone somewhere needs to call their mom their sister their uncle their best friend their boyfriend whoever and tell them that you know mm-hmm. so often we're uh, in a rush we leave situations or we say things that we don't mean too mm-hmm. we we say hurtful things because we're angry or whatever the case may be and I don't believe in holding on to resentment. I don't believe in holding on to grudges. So it's just kind of call someone, tell them you love them, make up with that person, or just say hi. You haven't talked to them. Or you just talked to them and you didn't tell them you loved them. <laughs> you you know? need to tell them something else. <laughs> you didn't tell them and tell them you love them. Mm-hmm. So that was helpful for me. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. I love that one. Yeah. And um, then... And you're like, oh, good job. <laughs> good job, Kayla. And then another question, kind of along the same lines. What does it mean to you... Or what does the definition mean to you to be a woman made for greatness? So I think that a woman made for greatness is a woman who believes in herself, but also empowers other women Mm -hmm. and not just hypes themselves up. And I don't feel like a woman for greatness is someone who is selfish. They give back to the community. They give back to their family or Mm -hmm. their friends or the people who have gotten them where they're supposed to be. And a woman for greatness is somebody who really truly understands that there's more moving parts to what they're doing than just themselves. So yeah, I think that they empower other people as well as themselves. They they believe in themselves. Mm -hmm. They believe in what they're doing, but they also believe in everybody else too mm-hmm. that's one of my favorite definitions i think so yeah. far that's awesome yeah because <laughs> it you. it encompasses like yeah like you feel secure in what you're doing but it's not about not you, you. No. It's, it's, it's really not, not about you, you. No, it's not. like you're great you're really great you're awesome you are a woman but there's a lot more <laughs> <laughs> you are a woman made for greatness however you couldn't be who you were today without the people who got you there, who inspire you, Mm -hmm. who you look up to, all of those women or men or whoever, but mostly women, (laughs) mean a lot, you know, Mm -hmm. and they they deserve empowerment and good vibes and all of that, good words, not just, yeah, yeah. All the things. All the things. (laughs) If someone was listening to this and they're like, you know what, like, I I really like this Kayla girl. (laughs) I want to, like, hang out with her on Instagram. I want to stalk her. You want to go back to 2013 like I did. (laughs) She had brown hair. (laughs) Where can everybody find you, follow you, connect with you, slide into your DMs, or get a photo shoot from you? shoot part I love <laughs> um so my Instagram handle for my business is Kayla Irene photography mm-hmm. it's long I know I'm sorry we'll link it in the show notes yes there you go easy just click it my Facebook is Kayla Irene photography as well my mm-hmm. business one and then my website is Kayla Irene photography.com so easy peasy it's all very simple yeah my phone number is on there also yeah you guys want to just text me I like texting. Yeah. <laughs> and then do you have any final imparting words of wisdom or hoorahs to the people yes. listening? <laughs> Hoorah for listening. Firstly, you guys are awesome. But words of wisdom is make today great. So as you can probably tell from this episode, Kayla 
is stinking awesome. If you enjoyed this episode, if it resonated to your heart and to your soul, if it inspired you to create and refine your craft and get better, then why don't you go and follow Kayla on Instagram? And if you enjoyed this episode or if you enjoyed any of the other 47 episodes on the interwebs, I would appreciate it so, so much if you left a review on iTunes. The reviews really help the podcast itself get discovered. There are reviews on iTunes. It shows, hey, this podcast is good and it shows other people that maybe they should take a listen to this. So if you could leave a review on iTunes, that would mean the world to me. Until next time, keep on pursuing your greatness.